Greetings and welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, <laughs> Dr. Vivid. You know I miss you when you're away. You know I miss you when you're gone. What y'all been up to? What y'all doing? I miss y'all. Are you ready for this week's episode? Because I am. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Get into formation. Shout out to Beyonce. Let's prepare our hearts, our minds for this week's episode. And also, before we do that, give yourself a high five. You made it through the week. Boom. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? How are you? How's it going? What's been up? How's your mental health? How's your physical health? How's your spiritual health? Are you tending to yourself? I I just want to know. You know I got to check in with you. I'm going to take a sip while y'all telling me how y'all doing. Okay, let's go. Mmm. Yes. Fruit punch. Yes. (laughs) But I hope that you are doing well. And if you're struggling or you've had a doozy of a week, guess what? It's temporary. It's temporary. There's greater coming. There's relief coming. And you deserve it. Speaking of relief, it is still hot as hell. Yes. Yes. I understand that it's summer. I understand that it's August. But if y'all don't believe in climate change, I don't know what to tell you. Because, baby, I don't remember my summers always being this freaking hot in Washington, D.C. And we have very tricky weather here. But, baby, it has been it has been a time with these very, very humid oppressive ass days and you know what I say if a black woman tell you something is oppressive listen closely listen closely it's been very hot very muggy very humid and I've just been trying to get through it because I got the asthma and my little lungs have been like child but other than that you know I'm really getting back into the swing of things since we're two weeks out from JoJo surgery and she's been healing well, I'm trying to get back in the flow of my schedule after having it shifted for about three and a half weeks. So thank you guys for everyone who's not uh, charged it to my heart. You just charge it to my head, remember? In terms of answering emails or getting to your lovely well-mail topics and themes and your feedback. I just love you. I love you. You know? So, let's just get into the rest of the episode because I don't want to think about being hot anymore. Especially because my freaking air conditioning is malfunctioning in my house. So I feel like I'm melting. I don't want to be a melted Dr. Vivid. I just want to be here for you. Okay, let's go. What's happening? What goes on here? 
What is going on, y'all? Y'all are stressing me out. Y'all are stressing me out. And not y'all, as in my listeners, because I believe that y'all have the sense that you were born with or have acquired through life experience. But some of y'all friends are stressing me out. I pick up my phone and I'm searching on Issa Rae and Quinta Brunson and Beyonce's internet. And... I find out today in my city that two gay men were assaulted and homophobic slurs were hurled at them. They were called monkey pop F words. I don't want to say the word because I don't want to trigger anybody. But people are being attacked because they're queer due to fear associated with monkeypox. We have been in the pandemic damn near three years. And we had Asian Americans being attacked because of COVID. And now we have monkeypox. And... I've been telling a lot of people, especially in my community, I say, I don't like the way they have been releasing information. And then a lot of people have been providing misinformation about monkeypox because it's giving very much 90s HIV AIDS hysteria. And this is going to be dangerous and problematic. And people were like, I don't really think... I don't really know. And then now these things are happening. We have to be very careful about the way we present information. And I think I said this on another episode that in a lot of the the media um, releases, they were really targeting uh, gay men or sex workers or trans folk. Um, and it is very true that within the LGBTQIA plus community, there are people who are doing sex work because that's the only work that they can do at this current juncture. And we do not shame them for what they're doing to make a living because we are very aware that the world is a very superficial, superficial and fucked up place. And some of these people based on the way they walk through the life, the way they present themselves in the world, they're not getting the jobs that they deserve. So they're doing what they need to do to survive. However, monkeypox is not solely transmitted through sex work, through sexual intercourse. Um, let's, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. And this is because I want you guys to be informed because I don't want to see any more of my brothers, my sisters, my folks being attacked. I don't want to relive the 90s. So the CDC says the monk that monkeys pox, excuse me, monkey pox spreads in a few ways. It can spread to anyone. You notice it didn't say the gays, the lesbians, the trans folk, the non-binary folk, the poly folk, anyone through close personal 
often skin-to-skin contact, including direct contact with uh, monkeypox rash, scabs, or bodily fluids from a person with monkeypox, touching objects, fabrics, clothing, bedding, and tiles and surfaces that have been used by someone with monkeypox, contact with respiratory secretions. This direct contact can happen during intimate contact, including oral, anal, and vaginal sex, or touching the genitals, penis, testicles, labia, vagina, anus of a person with monkeypox, hugging, massage, kissing, prolonged face-to-face contact, touching fabrics and objects during sex that were used by a person with monkeypox, okay? such as sex toys, bedding, towels, fetish gear. A pregnant person can spread the virus to their fetus through the placenta. It is also possible for people to get monkeypox from infected animals, either by being scratched or bitten by the animal, or preparing or eating meat or using products from an infected animal. A person with monkeypox can spread it to others from the time symptoms start until the rash is fully healed and a fresh layer of skin has formed. The illness typically lasts two to four weeks. I need you to understand that nothing that I said said this is the gay disease, the queer disease, the download disease. And we're not going to push that narrative. We're not going to back that rhetoric because that's hateful. And that creates dangerous situations for a multitude of people. And it's not really, I don't care about how you feel about someone's lifestyle. Misinformation should not result in attacks, in violence, in discrimination, and loss of life. We, we have to be careful, you know? So scientists are still researching if the virus can be spread when someone has no symptoms. They're also researching how often monkeypox is spread through respiratory secretions or when a person with monkeypox might be more likely to spread the virus through respiratory secretions. They're also still researching whether monkeypox can be spread through semen, vaginal fluids, urine, or feces. So they're doing a lot of research But they're telling you, baby, you can get it through close physical contact. You can get it through... A lot of this information sounds like things that we've already been through. So, with that being said, keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hatred to yourself. And go visit a CDC website. Go talk to a doctor. Go get informed. And if you can, get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, be safe. What's happening? What goes on here? All right. Now that we got (laughs) the ridiculousness out the way, I wanted to jump into this week's main discussion, our main topic. And baby, usually when I am creating the episode as I am editing and listening or as I'm speaking, I get the title of the episode. Mm-mm. I knew what this week's episode title was going to be before I sat my mini little body into my chair. Adulting is ghetto. Adulting is ghetto. And let's get into it and get into different aspects of adulting and how they are adversely 
impacting our mental health and wellness. Because, y'all, some of this shit got to (laughs) stop. You know, when you're young, when you're a kid, you just cannot wait to be a grown-up. I can't wait till I grow up. I can't wait to be grown. I can't wait to be an adult. I'm going to drive. I'm going to get out my mom and my daddy in them house. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Okay, the first lie is people will continuously present you with commands and demands in adulting. Why you're adulting? You know, the IRS <laughs> will tell you what to do. Not only tell you what to do, will tell you what to do with your own money. If you work for someone, you know, your employer will tell you what to do. It's literally your job description or your job task and your role. You know, police, authority figures, we don't escape them. We are just in the same age range (laughs) as them now or, you know, expected to know a little bit better. And... I wish somebody would have told me that all of the things that I was so pressed to do, they were exhausting. I can't wait till I get my own car. (sighs) Have you seen gas prices, little Ashley? Young Ashley? Young Vivid? You didn't see them because you were born in 87. You remember going to the gas station on New Hampshire Avenue uh, and in Tacoma Park. And oh, I'm telling you all the gas stations I used to like to go to with my parents. <laughs> and on Florida Ave and paying, watching your parents pay $189 a gallon. Mm-mm. You wanted a car then. Now you're paying five bucks a gallon <laughs> for your gas. Adulting is ghetto. Then, you know, driving the car, there's maintenance involved. I just had to drop a G, basically, to get my car fixed <laughs> as a result of um, an accident that I had at the end of 2020 um, and the repair shop completely screwed up my car. No one prepared. You know, as a kid, we don't see those things. We see things happening, but it, it's so magical, you know. Oh, I can't wait to just go to the grocery store and just buy my own groceries. Child, groceries high too. (laughs) And then sometimes you got to go to different stores to get your produce or get your meat or get this and that. Adulting is just making more decisions and being pulled in more directions (laughs) that your little kid brain couldn't even fathom. But one of the specific things I wanted to talk to you today about was expectations of adulting. Expectation versus reality and real stress versus created stress or imaginary stress. Self-imposed stress. So I was having a talk with someone um, in my doctor tribe, one of my fellow clinician friends. Um, Actually, two of them. And we were having conversations about our young clients, excuse me, and former students and young clients and people in our lives who are, excuse me, about five to 10 years younger and their concept of adulting. I had a 20 year old tell me that there wasn't a lot of time. They had to make all these decisions now because if they don't, you know, they're not being a good adult. They're being a half-assed adult and they need to get their shit together. And I said, baby, you're 20. Two years ago, you had to raise your hand to ask the pee. You, in a 
you have one more year before people will let you come into certain places <laughs> and tell and not tell you you're too young to come here. You are still growing. Your frontal lobe um, is still, <laughs> you know, getting the juices going to fully form. Why would you ever think that because you are now over the age of 18 that you have to have it all together and have it all together now? There's this idea that as soon as you hit adulthood, you got to have all your shit together or you're a terrible fucking human. You're a terrible adult. No, you're not. And who told you that? Is that society? Is that your family? Or are you imposing the set of expectations on yourself because you don't know better and you just assume that this is what people want from you. And that, that assumption will drive you crazy. That assumption will feed your imposter syndrome and make you think that comparatively speaking, you are so far behind your peers or other adults. No, frankly, and I know I can't see y'all raise your hand if you still figuring shit out and you are wondering (laughs) how the fuck you making it from day to day. Sometimes I have both hands, right? (laughs) You know, these expectations that once you hit a certain age, you got to know it all. You got to operate at this level. And you see a lot of millennials and a lot of Gen um, Zers really dealing with this identity crisis of adulting. Uh, like, oh, I have to have this many goals. I have to have this much money in my bank account. I have to, I, I had a client that, is killing it, is making a salary that she she is fresh out of college, maybe like a year. And as the salary that she has, that she is earning, is what some people with graduate degrees would love. And I had to remind her She was talking about these other goals and making sure she needed to hit this, this, and this. And I said, did you take time to acknowledge all that you've achieved thus far? You just finished college and you went to college right after you finished high school and you come out with a job that is in the higher level of five figures and you're doing independent living you're living on your own and you're making these decisions and somehow you feel like it's not enough who told you that and we kind of sat there for a second as she pondered you get so used to society telling you that you need to be the best be the greatest especially in american society be number one what if i am number what if i'm killing it right now who Why I got to be number one? Why can't I just be doing well? Why do I need to be ranked? Why do I need to feel pressure all of the time concerning decisions I am making? You know? Oh, well, this, this idea that like, oh, I'm about to be 30, so I need to start looking for houses. Who told you that? Who told you that? 
well, we've been together for this long and we've been living together. So I guess the next plausible step is having kids. Do you want to have kids or are you setting expectations and goals based on invisible authority telling you that this is what you should do? And then then you're upset when you can't conceive um, as quickly as you thought you would because you're stressed and your body is not going to allow anything to be birthed figuratively and literally well and safely when you're dealing with that amount of stress. What are we doing to ourselves? Who are we trying to impress? What are we trying to prove? First of all, adulting looks different for everyone. Whether you're single, you're in a couple, you're in a throuple, you have a house, an apartment, you are a traveling spirit that just goes from place to place. Whether you work from home, whether you're in a hybrid schedule, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're trying to fucking figure it out, whether you're a student. Listen, adulting looks different whether you're on the bus, on a bike, on a skateboard, in a car, getting a car service. Adulting looks different for all of us because based on our personality, based on our lifestyle needs, things are going to change and shift. Things have to flow with what you have. Let me say this in a different way. The life that you're living shouldn't be compared to your friend's life or the girl on Instagram's life or your favorite TikTok or influencer or celeb's life or even another friend in, or classmate or former classmate's life because their flow and your flow are different. They may not need the things that you need. They may not want the things that you want. They may have resources that you don't. Or you may have resources that they don't. And because of that, the way we go about hitting goals, setting goals, and navigating life will look different. So the stress of, I need to hit this lamp, this uh, goal, I need to, you know, be here by then. I need you to be honest with yourself. Who is this for? Is this for you? Or is this for your imaginary authority figures? I say all the time, you don't need a permission slip to live the life that you want. Go do that shit. And doing that means... Being realistic with yourself. The expectation cannot be, oh, I need to have all my shit together right now. You're still learning. (laughs) You're still learning what it means to be the you that you are right now. All of us are healing, working on ourselves, working on our growth, learning, acquiring new knowledge every day. So be kind to yourself be soft to be a little bit more gentle a little bit more patient and realize that this shit ain't a race it's not it's an experience life is not a race life is an experience and if we 
continue going about it like it's a race, like we're in a video game and we have to hit, get, make it through every single level and beat every single boss on every single board. We're going to be exhausted and we're going to miss the beauty in those experiences. I don't want to expectation versus reality myself to death. You know, I love those uh, on TikTok and Instagram, too, when you do the expectation versus reality and you see how, you know, people have failed to execute something. And that's what because that's what life is about. But you also notice how funny and refreshing it is to see people fucking shit up. You are not alone. <laughs> we are here with you. Yes, I changed the words to we. <laughs> we all in this together. Trying to make the best way we can. Don't create more stress for yourself. And if you feel like you need to alter something, remember what you're altering, editing, or pivoting for. You not to compare yourself to anybody else, not to prove your what you can do to anyone. Your reality should be composed of things that benefit you, that help you learn the lessons you need to get to where you want to go, and that makes sense. And are in alignment with the person that you are in terms of personality, in terms of values, in terms of morality, in terms of heart and integrity, in terms of the person that the little you knew you could be. Don't add extra things. Don't add extra weight. Adulting is already ghetto enough. We don't need our backpack to be any heavier. (laughs) Go and put on that extra shit down. What are some of the lies or the unrealistic expectations you have set for yourself? Be real with yourself about it. I want you to think about this week. What unrealistic expectations have I set for myself, period, or as of late? And how have they impacted my mental health? Meaning, how has it impacted your self-esteem? Your self-efficacy, the way you look at yourself, the way you talk to yourself, the way you treat yourself. How has it impacted your self-care, your ability to eat, sleep, and not run yourself into the ground? How has it impacted your stress levels, your headaches, your gastrointestinal functioning, pains? How has it impacted your anxiety? Has it created any depressive spirals? Has it activated your other mental health symptoms or your other medical conditions? Have you triggered some shit because you're not being realistic with the way you're going through life, the way you're adulting? You know, have a conversation with yourself. And think about what's real, what's realistic, what's attainable, and why these things are important to you. That's a big thing, too. The Why is this important to me? Is this fulfilling or is this what I think my family will want? 
is this something I want for myself? Is this something my partner keeps hinting at? So I think I should put it in my lifestyle bucket. Do I have no idea what I want to do? So I'm just throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what stick. But <clears throat> being unreasonable with myself when shit don't stick and being like, you should be able to do it. You don't know what you want to do. You're just trying it out. Stop being hard on yourself. And also give yourself time to fail, to fuck up, to make a misstep. That's how we learn. That's another thing with adulting. Sometimes we we do that with ourselves or we'll go, I should have known better. How? Who set you up for greatness? Off bat, off bucks, as we would say. (laughs) Some of us didn't have that help. So how... Should you have known better if you didn't have the tools or the knowledge to actually know? Being an adult is not magical. (laughs) It's not. You don't wake up on the morning of your 18th birthday, your 21st birthday, 22nd birthday, because that's when you stop going to the pediatrician. (laughs) And go, I know everything that I need to know about life. If that was the case, baby, all of us would be millionaires, billionaires, living the lives of our dreams. Adulting is ghetto because there are all these unrealistic expectations on top of our everyday stressors. So let's clear some of that shit off our plate so we can get to the great thing about adulting. Having autonomy of self and having the power to say, hmm, I'm going to do it my way because that's what feels best for me. All right, let's get to the rest of the episode. It's time for whale mail, y'all. This is the part of the episode where I go to the social media streets, aka my DMs on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and even directly in my email inbox, baby, at contact at drvivid.com. That's contact at D-O-C-T-O-R-V-I. V-I-D.com. Oh, whoa. That was giving me Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652 energy, and I love it here. Anyway, <laughs> how do you know you're in your 30s without saying you? The, I, I really exposed myself with that. Y'all remember that? Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois. Y'all don't, okay, anyway. <laughs> it's a whale mail. So I wanted to do something a little bit different this time because... I wanted to just read feedback because I read a lot of questions, but the feedback of it all. And I think it's really important that we continue discussions based on said feedback. So I went to Instagram streets. I went to TikTok streets. And of course, um, I went into my inbox and I just wanted to read some of the responses that I have gotten from some of the podcast episodes and some of the topics that we have been presenting because it is important to me. It is really important to me. A lot of y'all has a lot to say 
about that Kim Burrell uh, episode <laughs> where we were talking about church hurt. And I think that this is important, especially, like I said, for the black community. So I'm going to read one of these comments. Um, and um, this connected to that episode. And that's, there's people dying, Kim Burrell. So one of our Instagram folks says, one of the reasons I haven't gone back she means to church. There are some honest, good people in these churches, but the hurtful ones seem to be up front and center. I miss the sense of community when I thought I had it, but there are a lot of things going on that are hurting people, and leaders seem to be above reproach. It's hard to sit by when you know people are being marginalized and hurt. And a lot of responses mirrored that response. People acknowledging, yeah, this is exactly how I feel. The church is hurting me and people I love, but when I address it, no one cares. No one seems to want to fix it. They'll tell me to pray about it or they'll say something like, you go to church to hear the word of God. Remember, it's about God. It's not about the man, but the man or the woman or the person is delivering the message. How are we going to forget the message from somebody who's berating us, <laughs> who is being disrespectful? Like, no. And people are saying, I want to go. I want to get that inspirational, motivational, spiritual message. But y'all aren't focused on that. Y'all aren't focused on, focused on healing. Y'all focused on hurting. And a lot of people, like, I agree 100% um, with what you said in that episode. The church is stuck. Uh, the church is stuck. So how do we fix it? Of course we say, well, younger leaders, but also we need to have real conversations about what it means to be a church member and what it means to be a church leader and what's the intent behind your, you starting your church. What is your mission? What's your motivation? How are you helping the community? And are your messages in line with your mission? think that's an important one <laughs> in response to um the episode where I talked about mom guilt a lot of mommies um in particular not that I I don't um I don't discriminate I know they're single dads and other single parents and guardians but a lot of mommies came and said thank you I've been dealing with this and hearing you talk about it makes me feel like I'm not alone um, someone said, mommy girl is real. Um, my boys are 10, but I still experience it. We're a true parent household, but I still experience it. Thanks for the reminder that I'm doing my best. And I tell people, even if you have a partner, sometimes it's tough. Be kind with yourself and, un and to be kind, be gentle and understand that every day we're doing our best. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of feedback. I know I love answering your questions. So send me more of your well mail and I'm going to read them because I love them. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now it's time to take a beat. This is the part of the episode where I'll be telling you what I've been listening to, what's been helping me move, groove, what's been giving me joy, calming me down, helping me reflect, shit, sometimes what's been helping me cry. 
what have I been listening to on repeat? I'm not gonna hold you. Hey, I'm not gonna hold you. By now, if you have been a faithful listener of Vivity Speaking, you should know that when this little black girl say, I ain't gonna hold you, <laughs> it means I'm, I'm about to tell you something and I need you to know that the way I'm telling you and, and the way I'm presenting it is some real shit. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm still listening to Renaissance. <laughs> You know why? Um, This is the music that I need for this current time in my life. For the current experiences that I am experiencing. I need music that makes me feel free. That makes me feel happy. That reminds me that I'm that girl. That reminds me that despite all of the tears that I have cried and the things that I have gone through, I still deserve joy. And I am living for me. And come on. And she, Beyonce. Beyonce girl. Beyonce. And it was interesting because I was having a conversation about my with my mom about the album. And she's not a... My mom, she doesn't not like Beyonce. She's not one of those girls who's like, I can't stand Beyonce. She's just like, uh... You know, some of the things that she puts out I like and some things I don't. But she respects her as an artist, as a businesswoman, you know. She said, I really like Plastic on the Sofa. And I really like Church Girl. And I really like Break My Soul because Big Frida. And, but she was like, the other things, I wasn't really into house and dance and the music from the scene so I can get why other people like it but those things aren't for me and I love we can have a real conversation about music without beating the artist down or saying some disrespectful shit about their craft (laughs) and then Beyonce released the remixes she released the remixes because she knows what she's doing so there is break my soul remixes that was released on august 3rd and it's four songs there's the break my soul will i am remix (laughs) love it then there's a break my soul terry hunter remix Uh uh-huh then there's the honey dijon remix Uh uh-huh then there's um the nita aviance club mix Uh uh-huh mm-hmm and of course there's the queen's remix where you know she samples Madonna, you know, strike up holes, whoa, you know, it's and the call out of respect that she does for black women artists that are have. Whew, that our current artists, artists of her youth, artists that have gone to glory, or artists that are just living legends. I loved hearing that. I love hearing her shout out her fucking sister, Solange Knowles. I said, get it. Give your sister the love. Because Solange, baby, don't sleep on Solange. She's very much not Beyonce's sister. She's very much Solange Knowles. And if a seat at the table did not tell you that, I need you to go back and listen again. Um, and for her other words. Anyway, I love how giddy Lizzo was when she heard her name on the track. 
Greery, uh, Anita Baker. She shouted out Jilly from Philly, aka Jill Scott, if you ain't know who that was. Sade, Grace Jones. Um, did I say Aaliyah? Um, listen, the, it, the list, and it just filled, it filled my soul with so much joy. But then after that, Miss Mama gave a shout out to some ballroom houses some houses in the scene and that made me feel good too because it's a time for us to just get acknowledgement for how much black and brown people have influenced the culture music fashion and everything else (laughs) but I want to know what you're listening to What's on your playlist? What's getting the repeat of it all? Let me know. All right. Hey, y'all. It's time to do it yourself. This is the part of the episode where we talk about reducing your stress, coping strategies and tools, things you can do in the meantime between sessions, your therapy sessions, of course, journaling or something that you just can put in your toolbox to just help your life just flow a little bit easier from time to time and today we're gonna jump right into something that you're gonna go are you serious and i am (laughs) this week we're gonna look at that body Mm. we're gonna look at that body Mm. You're going to look at that body. (laughs) You're going to monitor your body and your bodily functions this week. Because that's going to give you a lot of information about how stressed you are, how you're managing your stress, and what we need to do to better manage or decrease your stress levels. And we're going to look at how often Are you having bowel movements during the week? Are you having a lot of gastrointestinal issues, gas, constipation, diarrhea? I'm a person that has, you know, full disclosure and transparency. I have fibromyalgia and a lot of people have fibromyalgia also have irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. When I am stressed, my stomach just goes haywire and I have to do a little bit more to reduce my stress so that I don't feel sick, nauseous, or I'm not in the bathroom for most of the day because of my stress reaction. How often are you urinating? What color is it? Are you getting enough water? Are you dehydrated? Are you skipping meals? That's why your tummy and your urination schedule are off track. Are you holding your pee to get through meetings and tasks? Because you feel like you just got to get things done. How many meals are you eating in a day? What do these meals consist of? How long are you letting your stomach rumble or growl before you actually put some food in your face? And I'm guilty of this one too. So I'm really <laughs> I'm really in this with you. We in the trenches together. Right? Look at your skin. Are you having a lot of breakouts? Are they stress-related breakouts? Are they a result of food that you shouldn't be eating but you're stress eating? 
I want you to monitor your body and listen to what it's telling you. Are you sleeping all the time? Like, are you constantly like, I'm going to take a nap. You got one thing about me. I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) But are you constantly feeling like you need to sleep? Are you constantly exhausted? Or are you not sleeping and just fine with it? But finding that you are not getting tasks done to the best of your ability, even though you're not tired. Stress will have you miss out on sleep, will have you oversleep because you're like, I don't know what else to do. Are you ignoring other symptoms and bodily signs? Let's let's cut that out. Are you huffing and puffing as you walk or go upstairs, downstairs, or walk around a grocery store or wherever you got to go? Hmm, that means you maybe haven't been moving your body to the best of your ability and you haven't moved it in a while. Why is that? Is your schedule so crazy that you can't take a moment and stretch and dance, exercise? Monitor your body. Listen to what it's telling you. What changes do you need to make? In terms of your sleep hygiene, your diet, your your hydration, what do you need to do in terms of shifting schedules, delegating tasks, saying no so that your body is not riled up and responding to your stress in the only way that you'll pay attention to it. A serious somatic symptom, a migraine. Stress-induced strep throat, back aches, neck aches, muscle tension, upset stomach. (laughs) We want you to operate at your best. So I want you for the next seven days to look at your habits. And on the seventh day, you're going to come to yourself and say self. And yourself going to say, hmm. And you're going to say, I'm glad that you're here. And you say, thank you for having me. And say, these are some of the things we're going to do to cut down on the stress that is currently impacting us negatively. Because I want you to be your best self for you. All right, let's get to the next part. cool down. This is the part of the episode where we focus on breathing, mindfulness, relaxation, body awareness, and most importantly, you. Now, I'll be doing things like asking you to close your eyes, take guided breaths, and even do some visualizations. It really helps if you are going through this guided experience with me with very little distractions and you're in a safe space. If you aren't able to follow along right now, it's okay. This is a podcast. You can simply stop me, pause me, and come back to me later when you have the space to be present and the ability to follow along safely 
distraction. Let's take a couple seconds to prepare ourselves for what we are about to experience today. Take a deep breath. Good job, let it out. Remember when you take your deep breath, your stomach should inflate when you inhale. be like a balloon deflating your belly button if you can imagine it's trying to get to your back let's try that deep breath in again Peacefully existing in relaxation. What does that look like for you? Where are you? Are you in a comfy bed? Are you laying by a beach? Are you resting in a hammock? What's around you? Are you inside? Outside? What's the temperature feel like? Is there natural light? Is it dimly lit? What sounds do you hear? What smells are you taking in? Take a moment and scan, take in all the things that help you relax. Imagine yourself smiling because this relaxation is earned and deserved. you to notice how your body is resting as you visualize yourself in this state of relaxation. 
you sitting? Are you standing? Are you resting against something? Are you laying down? How is your body getting the rest it deserves here? you're visualizing, I want you to listen to what I am telling you. You deserve relaxation. You deserve peace. You are not your labor. You are not a machine. Rest is your right. Relaxing does not mean you're lazy. It means that your mind, body, and spirit deserve time to revitalize, restore, renew. Relaxation is a right. Now I want you to take a deep breath in. Let it out. And remember that you just took a moment for yourself. So you can do it again as many times as you need to. Remember to relax. This has been the cool down. We made it to the end, we made it to the end, we made it to the end of another episode. Yeah, 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 we did it. Yeah, yeah, and did. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me once again in this space. I love you all more than words can describe. Thank you for all your listens, your shares. Thank you for subscribing. And if you have not, remember to subscribe to the podcast so I can feel the love and see the love. I love getting a new subscriber because that means you're just a part of the tribe. You're part of the crew. And you know I love the crew, baby. (laughs) Thank you for all of you who continue to check in. Thank you for the JoJo gifts that you've um, given her as a result of her surgery and just wishing her well. You guys are just so amazing. Um, Thank you for all the kind words that continue to pour in and those who continue to check on me. You're so dope. You're so dope. You all are so amazing. And I just want to remind you that As you take this moment to be here with me every week, that means you're taking a moment for yourself and you deserve to snatch as many moments as you need, as you deserve, because you earned it. You know you earned it. You earned it. And if you have failed to remember, let me remind you, you don't owe these people anything 
You owe yourself everything. Sometimes doing nothing is the something that you need. Sometimes doing nothing can be everything for me (laughs) and you. I need a vacation real bad, though. (laughs) Because adulting is ghetto. You know what? (laughs) We out, y'all. Bye. Thank you.